It is the final round of the Signet WNBL regular season. Townsville are on a 10-game winning streak and player power reigns supreme throughout the league. Hello and welcome to the WNBL show. I'm Megan Hustwaite and I'm very excited because from the top of the table, Townsville Fire, joining me this week is Courtney Woods. Hello, Courtney, and congratulations on a double-figure winning streak. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Now, you were the magic hands with the magic assist to Tiana Hawkins that (laughs) scored the winning layup. You had an unbelievable victory over Sydney on Sunday by a point. Was that win of the season? Because you've had some massive victories. Yeah, it was another insane win. So that crowd had just broken the attendance again. So we had nearly 3,000 people there and they were loud and it was crazy and they obviously wanted us to win. So it was an ugly game. Obviously, Sydney played really well, Keely and Tiana especially. So for it then to drag out to that last play, 1.4 seconds left, Shannon, of course, a genius, drew up an amazing play. When I threw it to Tiana, I was like, there is no way that's going in and this little fadeaway hook shot swish and it was amazing that's like that's why we play and it's an incredible feeling and the fans are insane and yeah so it was definitely one of the most special wins of the season there was so much to look at i love the clip you know of course because it needed to be clipped <laughs> up for social media so i loved your pass she just looked like never missing the crowd reaction was so good someone mm. in like the hollywood seats has knocked over the signage like it's just been like a foot <laughs> reaction the crowd's gone up but that townsville crowd like been phenomenal mm. since day dot but as you said like you've continued to beat your record crowds all season Yeah, so I think the last three games, we beat it every single time, which is amazing. And it's a massive credit to the city. It's also, obviously, Sam Pascoe does an amazing job in our entire administration. And it's awesome to play for this club because you feel so well supported, not only at the games, but every day. So it's great that we can bring them wins every night. And obviously, people keep coming back, which is fun. So how big is the home crowd advantage? We know in 2020, you were grand finalists um, in in a hub season that was played in Townsville and we saw how good the crowd was then. We've seen it during um, Townsville's championships as well. But So you're going to finish top of the ladder. That's certainly what it looks like. So semi-final mm-hmm. and potentially grand final home court advantage. How big is that with that home crowd? Because they are your sixth woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's incredible. And we played an amazing venue as well. So obviously being at the entertainment centre, we can keep opening up more and more seats. So the more people we get, like we're never going to run out of seats. So I think definitely going into the back end of the season, into the finals, those fans become our sixth man. And it's incredible to play there and play in that environment. And obviously it's really helped us. I think we've only dropped one or two at home the entire year. So I think going into the finals, we all definitely want to play as many games as possible in Townsville. So let's take a look at the ladder heading into the final round. So Townsville on a 10-game winning streak. You've got two games this round in Victoria. Um, you've got Bendigo Wednesday night in Bendigo. And you've got a few days before you take on Southside, which is just a salivating matchup, potential grand final preview at the State Basketball Centre on Saturday night. We've got Southside and the Boomers in second and third place. And then fourth, which has been a fascinating um, little conundrum over the last couple of weeks. And we we saw basically a mini final at the weekend with Perth having a pretty comprehensive win 
over Bendigo. So Perth have got the split over the Spirit. Uh, they've got two games this weekend against Adelaide and the Caps. Bendigo need to beat you guys. Um, what are your thoughts on that position uh, for fourth? Because it's come down to this, which is remarkable considering that Bendigo were on a seven-game winning streak mm. to start the season and Perth have recovered from being two and five. Yeah, obviously a massive credit to Perth. I think they had obviously a tough start to the season. So for them to be able to get back into finals contention is amazing. I think we collectively as a team don't want to go to Perth. We like just based purely on distance. But obviously if that's something we have to do, we have to do it. And they played a great game against Bendigo and they seem like they've earned that final spot. But yeah, the next two games will also be interesting going to Bendigo and then going to Southside, I think. Our team is kind of at the point where once you start winning that many games in a row, you never want to lose again. So I think we're really just trying to win out the rest of the season. How important is that split over Southside? Because you had two early wins over them. Um, you're both undefeated at the start of the season. You had a, a big win over them, you know, really great defensive performance in round three, I think it was. So that, I mean, that split is like gold right now. Yeah, and it was amazing we got that, especially that early on. And that first win against Southside, I think, was Shannon's first ever win against them. And we've struggled against them in the last couple of years and honestly haven't beat them many times. So to beat them twice already this season is incredible and obviously now plays in our advantage having the split. But I think that game, even if it doesn't mean anything for the ladder, obviously is kind of a bit of a finals um, finals vibe. So we're going to definitely go into that in the preparation of maybe versing them later on. So we've got the WNBL Awards on Sunday night after the completion of the home and away season. Shannon Seabom is the coach of the year for, I think, the third time. Does he win it? Oh, I hope so. I mean, we all talk about it a lot up here and I, I know we're biased, but best coach in the world, in my opinion. And I think what he's done this season is just such a credit to him and our assistants and even our administration just the group he's put together, not only amazing people, but we've re- we figured it out this year, which has been great. Mm-hmm. And obviously winning 10 in a row, I'm so glad he's getting some credit because I know he doesn't like the attention, but he's a fabulous coach and a fabulous person. And I'm very honored and blessed to be able to play for him. Yeah, coach of the year for me, uh, every day of the week and twice on Sundays and maybe this Sunday as well. Um, Courtney, let's have a look uh, back at round 15 because it started back on Wednesday night. We've had some absolute crackers on Wednesday night, of course, two Wednesdays ago. You guys won in double overtime. Before we get on to the round just gone, can we talk about your celebration after double overtime? Because, yeah. Now, tell me about it. You were very happy you were dancing after the game. Could you just not control your body and the ability for the beat to drop. It was insane. And it was one of those games, I think it went for two and a half hours and I didn't, I didn't play a lot in the back end of the game. So I'm just sitting there just chugging Powerade. So I'm just so juiced up by the end of it. Then obviously we came away from the win and just, I've been sitting for a while. I had a lot of pent up energy and yeah. And all the other girls are so exhausted. So I was like, okay, I'll get in the middle, share a bit of love with everyone. But yeah, Incredible game and another great game for our home and for all the fans. But double overtime, insane. Hawk ended up playing 50 minutes. So it was just a, an incredible win. And then she had a double double like 48 hours I later. Know. Yeah. Just, and I was like, real? Who, who does that? Who does that? Yeah. Tiana Hawkins. Anyway. Let's get back to last Wednesday. Uh, It was Southside and Melbourne, so 2v3 on the ladder. Second spot was up for grabs and Southside 
well, they put on a clinic, really. They came out strong against the boomers and restricted them to just 67, um, a spread of contributors for Southside, which usually is the theme. Kayla Thornton um, had a terrific game. Abby Bishop and Sarah Blitzhars with double-doubles for the boomers. Kayla George, Christy Wallace, Penina Davidson and Tiff Mitchell all scored in double figures. But for me, this sent a defensive message to the league about what Southside are capable of. What did you think about this result? Yeah, I think Southside's an incredible team and I think for almost how much talent they have, they've kind of flown under the radar a little bit this year and I think that was a really big statement win that they were like, hey, like we're a really good team too. We think we can win it as well and I think I think that was their third win over Melbourne in the entire season, which is crazy to beat a team that good three times. So, I mean, we all watched it and we definitely got the message that they're they're in it to win it as well. So, yeah, credit to Southside. And crazy to think they're likely to play in a semi-final series where Southside have won the series three zip. Can they potentially win another three um, or yeah. another two games um, mm-hmm. against Melbourne or, or do Melbourne turn the tables when it really matters? It, it's going to be a fascinating semi-final series that side of the draw. Yeah, and I think that's an amazing semi-final matchup because that's obviously two teams that were picked to win the championship. But I don't think Melbourne obviously won the championship last year for a reason. I think they'll definitely go into that series planning on winning it. So I think that will be some amazing quality basketball that we're seeing in the semi-final, not even the grand final. So that's amazing for our league. Well, it was a special night in Sydney last Thursday with the flames and the lightning turning pink for the McGrath Foundation and Tiana Mungakar here, who, of course, is a breast cancer, uh, not survivor, but victor. And the flames collectively raised more than $20,000 through um, donations from their ownership and their sponsors and um, fans in the community as well. They had pink T-shirts for the occasion. Love this. Tiana played so well. She had 27 points in the win over Adelaide. Was it special for you tuning into that one? Yeah, and an awesome initiative. And I think led by Tiana, who, from what I heard, went to the administration and proposed, can we do this round? And they they just fully embraced it. And it was amazing that also Adelaide got involved as well, all wearing pink shirts. And I think the entire league ended up becoming involved and amazing they could raise that much money. And Obviously, Tiana is an incredible athlete, let alone an athlete that had breast cancer three to four years ago. So to see how far she's come in the last couple of years, I can't imagine what the rest of her career will be like. And I think she'll continue to do amazing things for that foundation. Yeah, so well said. She's had an amazing couple of months form-wise, but in the bigger picture, it's nothing compared to what she's already achieved off the court. Love the support from everyone right around the um, league with the teams and um, opposition players chipping in. Killy Froling with a 30-piece in the win. My goodness, she's had a consistent year. Yeah, and she just continues to do it game after game and she's she's a tough player and she's a player that I don't like playing against because she is so tough. Um, but, yeah, massive credit to her. She's been so consistent for Sydney the entire the entire year and, I think you recently tweeted, like, she's a young captain. I think she's only 26 years old. So to be able to lead that side, obviously they've had some injuries. They've been up and down the entire year, but they continue to fight every single night. Obviously they had that big win against Southside, beating Adelaide. They took us to the buzzer yesterday. So 
a massive credit to them and the entire Flames. Yeah, well said. Uh, let's head to Canberra now where the Caps gave the Boomers a run for their money. Melbourne got out to an early lead, but the Caps reeled it in and led by double um, a double-figure margin. It was an incredible game and the Caps didn't have Alex Bunton or Lizzie Tonks. They were sort of match day decisions not to play. We know that the injuries that they've already had this season. Um, it was remarkable by the Caps. Shanice Swain, 25 points. Britt Smart, 21. Sharika Kalia, I love this, in her best yeah. WNBL game, 19 points. Um, I love your reaction too. How great is it when players get their opportunity? You've been someone who's come off the bench and made the most of yours, but someone like Sheree who's had, you know, incredible opportunity because of the injuries around her to be able to put up some massive shots like that against a world-class team in the boomers yeah it's awesome for Cherie and it is sometimes a hard gig to be a role player you never know when your number is going to be get called you can play zero minutes zero minutes 40 minutes so just being able to stay ready and that's a massive credit to her that then when opportunity does present herself that she's not only ready but she then steps into it and has a massive game so that's awesome for her and Canberra so no one's really done it better than you, though, this season because we only <laughs> need to look back to a few weeks ago. Townsville have a massive um, weekend in Perth. Um, you've brought Shyla into your team um, for the first time this season. Perth have been on a hot streak. Um, Loz and Steph have both had injuries and were affected again in that weekend. You step up in both games and they were must-wins for Townsville. How did you get yourself ready to not only come in and make the most of your minutes but actually hit some massive shots, which really won Townsville the games? Yeah, it was a crazy road trip. Obviously, um, Loz was a bit day-to-day and then Steph kind of ended up kind of the last minute not being able to play either but I'll put again a lot of credit to Shannon just someone that's stuck by me the last three years and whether I'm playing really well whether I'm playing really bad whether I'm not playing playing he's just someone that's just had so much confidence in me from the very beginning so time and time again he's just instilled that in me so I think when I when it was time and I think it kind of was a really big build up to those two games and I was prepared enough and able to execute and obviously it was a really fun game in Perth. They're an incredible team and they, yeah, so it was exciting. But yeah, obviously it's fun when you have results like that and you get to play a lot. But the last three years I think had been building to that opportunity. So it's definitely not an overnight thing. But yeah, it was fun when you get to play a lot. Six women of the year vibes, Courtney Woods. <laughs> That's what I think. So um, the Boomers get the win, which was massive after that defeat to Southside. Tiff Mitchell has her career best WNBL figures of 33 points and no surprise, Kayla George with a double-double. So um, one game now left for Melbourne. They've got Sydney this week at home. We'll talk about that a bit later in the preview. But the second game on Saturday night was like a final. Everything was on the line and Perth came out 99 to 78 victors over Bendigo. Kelsey Griffin was back for the spirit, but Perth continued on what's been really a remarkable stretch to get to 11 wins. Yeah, and Perth played differently to anyone else in the league. Um, obviously, a credit to Coach Patrick, but they're phenomenal when they're on, and they were on like Amy Atwell, Sammy Whitcomb, Sheriff, Bibby. Like, they've got an incredibly star side lineup, and then every single person in that team can shoot the ball. So when they're feeling it, that's really they're really hard to stop. And Bendigo put up a really good fight, especially that late run with Ali Wilson. But yeah, I think Perth proved that they were the better team, and they obviously got that spot theoretically in the finals from that. 
So many threats offensively for Perth, as you mentioned. Need to correct it here that that last three of the game was noted for Sammy Whitcomb. It actually was to Amy Atwell. Um, I know that it's something that's um, Amy's lost sleep about over the weekend. So we see you, Amy Atwell. We know that three was yours. Um, but she's been an incredible. <laughs> she's been an incredible addition, hasn't she? When you think about, and again, I think I tweeted something about this yesterday. When you lose Maybury Young. Garbin and Chibatoni from a grand final mm-hmm. team from last year. You bring in Robbie Ryan for her first initiation to WNBL. She's been a terrific mm-hmm. story. Um, Atwell's playing in the league for the first time and Bibby hasn't played for a long time. I mean, it's it's been remarkable how they've built as a team. Yeah, and I think Atwell and Bibby are fresh out of college as well. So it's not – it's their first pro contract. I think Bibby played a bit before she left, but – it's amazing, like your first year and you're already performing at that high level. I think it's really awesome and I think there was no surprise they were both admitted into the Opal squad and I think they're great additions and I think they'll be playing in the league for a long time. And then the round finished yesterday with a nail-biter. There's been a lot of one-point games this season and no doubt you were biting your nails, Courtney Woods, because this one was a tight one. Tell me about Sydney's performance for for, for most of the game, I mean, they've been playing some superb basketball since the month of January. They've had some scalps along the way too. And yesterday it almost looked like they were about to snare their second top four scalp. Yeah, so the first two times we played Sydney, it's been very close games and it's it's a team that's really pushed us every single time. And I think we knew that the third time wasn't going to be any different. I knew we they were coming in to beat us. Um, and they definitely did that. Tiana and Keeley especially were incredibly dominant the entire game. And it was, yeah, I don't know how else to say. They're, they're a good team and I think their record doesn't display that. But they're tough and they pushed us all the way, obviously, to the final buzzer. And we had some luck at the end, but that shot easily could have not gone in and Sydney could have stole that win away. You guys have had a range of wins this season. We talked earlier in the episode about the double overtime win a couple of weeks ago and then being able to get it done after Shannon dropped that play with like, what was it, a second to go on Sunday. So um, tell me about the confidence this Townsville team has being able to win from any position. Yeah, and I think 10 in a row, obviously it's a club record at Townsville and I think it's a very unique experience because all of those games were so different and there's some that we like probably shouldn't have won and we stole away the double overtime win, the shot on the buzzer. And I think it's really proven to us and proven to Shannon that we're just always going to fight, whether we're down 10, up 10. I think this team has really just found a way to win, which I think is kind of that special feature that championship teams have. So I think going into the back end of the season, we know that any position we get in a game, whether we're up, down, tied, that we're going to be able to grind it out together. And that's been a theme for you guys, hasn't it? I know chatting to Shannon pre-season, um, he really wanted you guys to get back to that resilience that you had in the hub season where you made the grand final. And obviously there was um, some disruptions and, um, you know, you didn't finish where you wanted to last season missing finals, but you really in a lot of ways got back to that kind of basketball that you showcased in a um, in a, a shortened season in 2020. Yeah, and I think we definitely lacked it last year. I think individually and collectively, we all lacked mental toughness and resilience. And in a season that was obviously disrupted by COVID, I think we kind of fell on that point. So this season, we've definitely made more of an effort. Shannon obviously is more conscious about it. And 
Yeah, and I think it's something you can't really teach. I think it just comes with the players that are on the team and how you train and how you go about your business every day. But it's definitely something we've worked on and we've got a lot better and obviously equates to winning more games. Another thing Shannon spoke about pre-season was getting in experienced imports. You couldn't have got two better imports than Tiana Hawkins and Carly Samuelson. Can you tell me about the impact they've both had on the team and just how great they've been around the group? Yeah, they've been amazing and um, we're really lucky to have them. Obviously, Carly and Hawk have both been in and out of the WNBA. So for them to come over here, sometimes you get imports that are just kind of looking for that off-season gig, but they've made this team their own and they're just as dedicated and passionate about bringing this club a championship as those girls that have been here for five, six, seven years. So it's awesome. They're also incredible people, which is just a cherry on top. So even being able to hang out with them every single day. And I know we have a lot of basketball left to play, but we're all really going to miss them when they leave. So we're really trying to make it a special season and give them a championship to bring back home. So the hawk is basically a walking double-double and Carly Samuelson is the walking emoji and the bucket emoji. Tell me the feeling when you are on the bench and Carly hits basically a fall because those threes are massive. Um, she had some huge ones in that double overtime game, but my God, she's made some massive shots this season. Yeah. And Carly, it took me a, a kind of a couple of weeks and then we got to the point, I'm like, oh, you don't miss. I was like, that's cool. That's new and different. That's fun. Um, but she just goes about her business and she's a confident girl as she should be. And it's been amazing to just watch her go through her routines and learn from her. Obviously, I guard her nearly every day at practice. So that's been awesome. And Hawk, she's just a business lady too. Um, just She's just great as well. Just a really tough competitor. And like you said, literally just two walking buckets. So the club's really lucky to have them. And it's been amazing playing alongside them this year. Townsville Fire Guard Courtney Woods is my guest on the WNBL show this week. And Courtney, podcasts are not a new thing to you because you've got your very own. Tell us all about it. <laughs> Yeah, so it's awesome. So I was here in the off season and we just signed this new deal with the um, Hit 1023 and Triple M here in Townsville. And they were saying that they wanted to start a podcast with The Fire. And then Sam said, how would you like to be a part of it? I was like, yeah, it'd be awesome. And it's been great having, so we've had every single player on. We've had Shannon on, Sam on, Susie Bakovich on, which is amazing. And just being able to talk to the team off the court, just a bit of letting, getting to know them a little bit more outside of basketball. And yeah, it's been awesome and the club's really gotten behind it, the community has and yeah, so massive credit to the radio for giving that opportunity and yeah, so it's been really fun. It is a great podcast, Into the Fire. You can find it on all your podcast channels. Um, Courtney, do you have any tips for me about how to host a podcast because I think you do it better than most? <laughs> I think I met you're the podcast queen and it's been amazing and then I don't know if it's a good time to tell you that it's been incredible watching you this year and every single thing you've done for this league and it's amazing. It just continues to blossom and you've been such a huge part of that. And so I'm really thankful to even be on this show because it's awesome to be a part of it. Oh, thanks, Courtney Woods. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, and you know that I'm a big fan of yours on and off the court, podcasting and dancing after double overtime wins. Yeah, that's what I'm good at. let's talk a bit more about player power we spoke about it earlier with Tiana Mangakahia and the Sydney Flames and what they did for the McGrath Foundation and breast cancer last round we've got two massive um, player and team-led initiatives in round 16 
We'll start with the UC Caps and Alex Bunton. Um, Bunt shared her story with me um, just over a year ago now about her experience uh, with domestic violence. And that was while she was carrying her daughter, Opal. Um, incredible, like just amazing what Bunce has been through, the way that she's been able to speak about her experience to help others to raise awareness about something that's really prevalent in the community. And she was really keen to um, get together with the Caps and put on around this year. I'm really looking forward to what they're doing. Um, her story is inspirational and um, I'm sure you, like everyone else in the league, is just in awe of Alex Bunted. Yeah, and it's incredible how brave she is to obviously take a very, very personal experience and then bring that public um, so selflessly in order to bring awareness to a really, really important situation. So I'm so glad Canberra's gotten behind her. I'm so glad her teammates have and that hopefully the round continues to bring awareness towards domestic violence. Yeah, 100%. The Caps will be wearing purple T-shirts um, along with I think the links will be um, joining in as well, which is awesome, um, raising money for um, the Domestic Violence Crisis Centre in Canberra. But um, they've been doing some amazing stuff over the last week and a bit. The AFP came and spoke to the Caps a bit about um, the statistics and sort of the real um, – um, life aspect to this issue, but um, Bunce is just amazing. And after what eleven knee surgeries, we're lucky just to have her back out of yeah. retirement, playing in the league, let alone everything that she's doing. And then um, also on Saturday night at the State Basketball Centre, it, it, the tradition continues for the Southside Flies with Lifeline Round. Um, Lifeline Round was something which was started by Jenna O'Hay when she was captain of the Melbourne Boomers quite a few years ago. Now we know she went over to the Flies and captained that club, and it's something that Amy Rochi has taken on over. Uh, taken over in the last two years. We know last season Jenna had some time out from the game to focus on her mental health and the way that Amy Rochi um, took control of that round and honoured Jenna is is one of the best um, efforts I've seen in this league um, that was, you know, something that happened on and off the court. Jenna has retired, but Amy has continued this on at the Flyers. They'll do it Saturday night against you guys. Yeah, which is awesome. I think it's an amazing way to not only bring awareness and to raise money towards Lifeline, but also to continue Jenna's legacy at that club. Obviously, she was a huge part of the round and it became a league round. So obviously that shifted this year. So I'm glad that Southside can still still um, raise awareness and show that that round's obviously still incredibly important. So yeah, it's awesome that we get to be a part of that as well and hopefully contribute towards the fundraising. Yeah, it's going to be a fabulous night. Um, I just can't speak highly enough of Amy and what she did last season for Jenna. But, you know, Amy is the captain of the fly. She's injured herself and she's, you know, doing her own rehab and overcoming her own hurdles. So putting this on for Jenna and continuing the legacy of Lifeline Round at the Flyers is huge. So congratulations, Amy. Um, the Flyers will be donating $100 for every assist against the fire on Saturday night. Assist, um, why an assist? Because it's the definition of assisting an act of giving and helping. So I really love that. There'll be a raffle at the game. I might even get on the um, shakers and get the raffle books out and do nice. that at Courtney Woods because I'll be there just watching and <laughs> yeah. supporting the cause. But um, prizes include a signed Flyers jersey and a box for finals. Like you're either going to oh, a semi-final wow. series or a grand final series in a box, a corporate box yeah, at the Flyers. Man. So buy your tickets. Um <laughs> 
love this though. Like we've had some incredible league initiatives, but I really have so much respect for the players that have driven club initiatives this season. We've seen it with Adelaide having a pride round, which Marina Whittle really took on. And then obviously Sydney, Canberra um, and Southside. So um, Courtney, you must be so proud of your fellow players because they've done some incredible things amid a pretty hectic playing schedule. Yeah, and it's amazing. Obviously, we have some incredible players in this league and I'm so happy that they're able to tell a little bit of a portion of their story and then not only do that, but then raising awareness and raising money and also credit to the clubs for I feel like it's come so far in the last couple of years and for them to continue to support their players, not only privately, but now publicly. I think it's great for the entire league and it feels like we're getting a lot of momentum moving forward. Well, it's going to be a special round this weekend. It is the final round of the home and away season. Finals placings are on the line, but so many great causes to get behind. So keep in touch on social media, the clubs and the players and and try and get behind these causes as much as you can. But let's preview round 16. Courtney wins because you guys are Victoria bound to take on Bendigo at Red Energy Arena on Wednesday night. And uh, you'll be looking to extend this winning streak to legs 11. Yeah, so that would be amazing. I think the longer the streak goes, the more incredible and kind of surreal it gets. But Bendigo is a tough team. They beat us at home um, kind of earlier towards the season. Obviously, incredible players, Maylie, Griffin, Levy. So, yeah, we, we match up pretty well with them. So we'll definitely be going into that game looking to continue our momentum, but definitely not looking past them. And then we very much respect them as a ball club. So, it should be a good game. So it's a must win for the Spirit if they are to uh, be in with a chance to make the top four still mathematically possible. And shout out to the Spirit who are having their 2012-13 uh, first championship reunion on Wednesday night. Half of that team still playing uh, with Kelsey Griffin and Kelly Wilson. Tessa Levy, Christy Harrow is coaching at the Boomers, but always special when you get your first championship and that will be well celebrated on Wednesday. Let's move on to Thursday night now. Adelaide have their final game of the campaign. They'll be looking to end the season. Nat Hurst's first at the helm on a win. But for Perth, it's uh, the first game of a pretty big weekend as they look to lock up four spot. Yeah, and I think Perth obviously going into that game knowing that it's they need to win it. But I think the last game of the season is always a bit special for clubs. Obviously, we had the win last year. We weren't going to make finals and we ended up beating Perth at home. So I think anything can happen no matter where you are on the ladder. And I think Adelaide could be capable of coming out and giving Perth a tough time. So, yeah, that one would be interesting. That was like a grand final for you guys, wasn't it, when you beat I know, It felt like we won the championship. <laughs> and then we were like, ah, You, you would have been dancing that night, Courtney Woods. When <laughs> we, yeah, we celebrated like we won the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, on to Saturday night. And again, the Caps uh, with domestic violence awareness round for Alex Bunton um, back in front of a home crowd. They've had terrific crowds all season, which is a testament to um, the club given the year that they've had in terms of wins and losses. But they've got Perth. They nearly upset the Boomers and they too will be looking to upset the apple cart for the Lynx. Yeah, and especially that being Perth's second game of the week against the Canberra team that is so young, so fast. So, like, it'll be tough being able to guard Melbourne, guard Swain, guard Smart, who are very, very explosive players after you've already played around that week. So, once again, I could see Canberra coming out and getting another upset, but 
Perth, I mean, they'll be well prepared and they know that they've got to win both this week. So, yeah, I think that'll be another interesting game. Could be uh, a long stretch on the road for Perth, but they did it a few weeks ago and I think that's what got them to their seventh win in a row. So they're certainly accustomed to being on the road and winning. Saturday night at the State Basketball Centre, the Flyers have a lifeline round against Courtney Woods, Townsville, and my goodness, this is going to be a cracker. 1v2 and a potential grand final um, preview. Uh, You must be looking forward to playing the Flyers. Yeah, and we haven't played them in a long time. And I think both of our teams have changed so much since the last time we met them. So it'll be great to see them one more time before finals. And I think it'll be a really tough game. Obviously, incredibly talented Southside team. I think we're a very well-coached, very well-executed team that's got a lot of momentum. So, yeah, I think anything I'm going to say, hopefully Townsville wins. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think it'll be a really good pre-final, pre-grand final matchup. Yeah, so it should be good. What about the matchups like Hawk and Thornton, the guards, the benches, the Rochi and Steph Reed? It's just oh. there's a lot of really talented players that will be playing that day. Oh, it's going to be so good! Can't wait. Make mm-hmm. sure if you are in Melbourne, come down support Lifeline round, and then uh, it all comes to a close on Sunday afternoon. Melbourne in front of their home crowd, hosting Sydney. Melbourne want to head into the finals with another win under their belt as they consolidate third position. Sydney, well, they want to get another scalp, and you know too well how um, good they are at going about doing that. Um, how can they do it? Can they upset um, the final day of the season for Melbourne? Yeah, I think they definitely can. I think them getting that win against Southside in front of 7,000 people shows that they can literally beat anyone. I think Melbourne definitely would have watched our game and realized, like, and known that they're a good and they're a tough team and they'll be coming at them with everything they've got. They're done after that game. So it's not like they're going to be saving anything for anything. So, yeah, I think it'll be a tough game. Melbourne's going to have to do another good job and Similar to the Canberra game, like when they played Canberra, they nearly dropped that one. So, yeah, I think anything can happen in this league. Oh, anything can happen in the Signet WNBL. That's why we love it. Have loved your performance today, Courtney Woods. I think you've been better than you were against Perth in two games, and that is saying something. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me this week. Safe travels to Victoria as you look to finish your season with two wins over Bendigo and Southside and all the best to Townsville uh, for the final series ahead. A club record of 10 wins is incredible. Um, I think you guys set the standard for how to do it as a club in the WNBL. So congrats on the season so far and good luck for the next couple of weeks. Thank you very much for having Megs and I'll see you at the game on Saturday. I'll see you Saturday (laughs) and we'll see you next week. We will have the ultimate preview ahead of the two semifinal series and a wrap-up from the WNBL Awards. So many awards on offer on Sunday night. We'll have the wash-up for you next week.